What did you say? I said, we'll wing it. Good, because I just started recording. This oh. show is totally planned. It's uh, 100% planned. <laughs> um, I put stuff in there beforehand. Well, my idea was shut down. What idea? Straight oh, away. oh. Yeah, I didn't shut it down. I said I didn't you think it was feasible totally to totally shut it down, Michael. All right, are you ready to get up, get it going for real yeah. for realsies? <laughs> Let's go. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 26 of Two Nerds, Maybe More. My name is Michael, and with me, as always, is Marty. Marty, how are you doing today? I am doing great, Michael. If I was uh, hot last time, I'm even hotter today. Because, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's so freaking warm over here. Um, it's the same way for both of us, but luckily, it is still the morning time for me, so whatever air... I was able to trap in throughout the night from the air conditioner is still <laughs> hanging around until probably midway through the podcast in which I start sweating relentlessly. <laughs> yep, that sounds that that yeah, I mean I, I, we're at the end of the day over here so you know it it's still really really warm. It's starting to cool down slowly but not fast enough. <laughs> it never is, especially since you guys get rain over there, right? Uh, we, we do get rain. Not at the no. moment. Well, not oh. when we need it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, our good friend Pete, he's having issues because it rains over there and it cools down while it rains. But then all that mm. moisture gets trapped in and the cloud yes. cover stays. So when it heats yes. back up, it's humid as well. Luckily, here mm -hmm. in California, we don't have that. But when I lived in Okinawa, Japan, it was like that. And in Chicago, it was like that as well. And those days are the worst. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, basically, we're just waiting right now. We're waiting for the big thunderstorm because, you know, when it gets this hot, it usually ends with a huge bang. So that's basically what you're waiting for right now. And, it's, and at the moment, it seems like we still have to wait four or five days for that. <laughs> All right. Well, this is not a weather-based podcast. <laughs> we, have moved, we have moved from political agenda to we. this is the weather podcast. This is Michael with the weather. How are you doing over there? Um, this is now the Sky Chasers podcast. Cast in which we um, <laughs> we follow weather patterns around the world. Um, no, in fact, we are a video game based podcast. So, as always, one thing that has not gone away is that we will start off by talking about the plane that's flying r so close to the house for some reason. What? It's it. No, Michael, that's the weather helicopter. It's coming to pick you up now. <laughs> so, I think there's going to be an air show soon over here so the uh like the fighter the fighter planes are practicing their formations and stuff so if you hear uh, that in the background that's what's going on i don't even have the window open anyway <laughs> uh we're gonna start off talking a little bit about what we've been watching um i see that you have actually flipped the script and you've watched a bit more than i have this week so i'll let you start off with your first one and then i'll go into my second one or my first okay one. Okay, I mean, a, a few weeks back you said that you had binged all of Sabrina. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I I hadn't, I'd only seen the first two seasons because this is a series that I watched together with my girlfriend. So, you know, we need to uh, book it three months in advance and, you know, things like that just to get, get everything going. So we have started, we have seen first half of, of season three and I feel like, I really, really loved season one. I feel like season two didn't ca uh, captivate me as much, but I mm -hmm. feel like they're back at full force in season three. It's uh, it's really, really enjoyable. I really enjoy enjoy that show. It, it's really cool. Um, yeah, season season two. While I still really enjoyed it, I think oh, it I did, just I, I did enjoy it. I yeah, did enjoy it just it. didn't do enough, really. Like when you think about it in terms of new. It kind of expanded upon season one and set the pieces for season three. And then season three kind of takes off and it's really, really fun. Mm. Uh, I can't wait till you finish up the last bits of the season so that we could go more in depth and talk about uh, the ending and all that stuff. So that is kind of a clue for everyone else out there to go ahead and watch all three seasons of Sabrina so that once Marty finishes it up, we can discuss it, and you all can hear our unfiltered opinions, including spoilers and things like that, without any worry. Yep. You have all been warned. 
<laughs> spoilers in advance for who knows when <laughs> this, this, this is a proper spoiler warning it's like not even in this episode it's like an <laughs> one or two episodes beforehand well done yes all right well i went back in time a little bit and no i'm not talking about back to the future I actually watched a 1979 horror film by the name of Phantasm. I don't know if you've ever watched any of these ones. No, I can say I have. Enlighten me. Okay, so... Is it great? Is it fantastic? It's good. I will go with that. It's good. Uh, I think that as is per tradition with 70s and 80s films, in terms of the horror genre, some of the acting is hit or miss. Um, but it has a cool concept and the concept essentially is that there's this extra terrestrial being and he's in the form of a tall man and that's mm. how they refer to him they call him the tall man because he's taller than everyone else but he's very creepy very ominous and he has superhuman strength and that's because it turns out that he is an in, he's an alien oh he's an alien um, and what he does is people that are dead, like he owns a, a morgue and people that are dead, he doesn't actually bury them the way that you think. In fact, he does the whole funeral service and then takes the body from the casket and he does something where he smushes them down to like three feet tall and reanimates them. So they become slaves on the alien planet. And it's just this whole thing where you got two people trying to figure out what's going on and they're going back to that morgue way too often to be honest like if it was me i would have i would have just completely left and said screw it oh but they keep going back and they're trying to discover the mystery of the tall man as well as the mystery of the disappearing people and Mm -hmm. their parents are part of the whole situation in the terms of they died years ago so they're worried that they might have become some of these slaves and things like that and Mm. i think the coolest thing other than the tall man is that there is this flying orb around the morgue where as it flies towards somebody these two blades open up on the sides of it and one in the top and it sticks itself right into the forehead of the individual and then as it's stuck there there's blood gushing out the other side of the orb so it's really cool. And in case we didn't do the uh, disclaimer throughout this, you've probably heard uh, what sounds to be like kids in the background having a good time. Uh, both Marty and I are hot weather people right now. So you may hear some background noise. We're not going to change any of that. Uh, just go with it. You know that we're live and we're raw. <laughs> yeah, raw. <laughs> yeah. So that's Phantasm. I highly recommend that fans of the horror genre go ahead and check out Phantasm if they haven't seen it. Okay. Might check that one out. Yes, something definitely. That I, something that I've checked out. It's uh, not horror, but it's still good. It's uh, the Umbrella Academy, but uh, I don't know if you have seen this, but I've, I've seen season one right when it came out. Loved it so much, and so I've been looking forward to this. So the season two is out. I've, I've seen, again, half of the season. Uh, and uh, oh my, it's 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 still it's still good. It's just good. I, really, <laughs> I don't know, it's... It, it, it feels like that they took all the good stuff from from season one and included it and made it a little bit little bit better <laughs> and yeah it, it feels really good so far um, again I'm halfway through so obviously it can still f up like in obviously mm-hmm. through the last half of the season but uh, I doubt it I really doubt it. it it's so good so far so looking forward to see what's going to happen in the last bit have you mentioned the umbrella Academy on the show I don't remember if it was this show or if, or if, or if it was the other show we did not this, uh, but uh, mm. oh, that long ago. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we talked about it on Nerdless back when that was a thing. Okay, um, so it's a while ago. But okay, re-enlighten yeah. me then. What is the concept behind the Umbrella Academy? Because I don't know anything about it. Okay, the Umbrella Academy is basically uh, you have this. Um, there's there's, uh, there's five is it five people there's five people they all have superhero powers uh, mm-hmm. they are a family but they're not you know biological in, in family but they they have been when they were kids they were bought by this 
eccentric millionaire. Mm-hmm, uh, of course. Yeah, so so he gathered all, all five people. He has a talking monkey and uh, <laughs> stuff like that. All all the usual uh, and all and yeah and and when you catch up through all these people, it's when the dad dies and everybody is like it's like doing different things. So they all come back and you know they're not really. They're, they're a little bit estranged to each other and, and some of the relationships are a little bit strained as well and yeah and then uh, one of them is a time traveling uh, guy that has been, hasn't been there for like 60 years or something like that uh, and he then comes back and tells everybody about uh, the world is, a, is about to end mm. um, so yeah uh, and then a lot of stuff happens out. A lot of stuff happens, and yeah, then you find out who the, the villain is in the end. And yeah, really good, really good. It's really cool. It's um, Magneto. It is not Magneto. You're <laughs> oh. correct. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it sounds it's, interesting. It is really cool, uh, and I, I believe it's either it's a it's a graphic novel, I think, mm. that originally. So, but but oh. it, it's cool. Uh, it's some cool characters in there. Mm-hmm. Um, something since you mentioned graphic novel, I was thinking about this right now, and I want to kind of throw it in there, even though I didn't put it on the show notes. But How are you familiar? You. <laughs> are you familiar with uh, comicsology at all? Mm, no. So for anybody out there that doesn't know, maybe you're a fan of comic books, or you don't you don't want to go to the store and buy your comic books, or maybe due to the current situation in the world, you're not able to go out and buy comic books. There is a site called Comixology. I think it's through Amazon. I could be wrong there, but essentially what it is, is that it's an online ebook comic site and you can get everything from like Marvel comics, DC comics and uh, everything in between there. I've actually been reading the Kylo Ren comics from hmm. there. And it's really cool. It shows the rise of Kylo Ren in before, uh, what is it? It shows flashbacks to him training with Luke Skywalker hmm. and Luke is training him. And then his interactions with Snoke before he became Kylo Ren, his interaction with the Knights of Ren and things like that. And I just okay. kind of wanted to throw it out there because we've mentioned how we like a bunch of different things nerdy, but we never really talked too much about comic books yet. Mm. And I think the comicsology for anybody that's interested is definitely worth a uh, check out if you want, to, if you're interested in comics, graphic novels and things like that. So if you hear us talking about shows or movies that are based off of comic books, you can go there and check it out if you want to. Oh, that's cool. I, I might actually check that out because, uh, yeah, I like comic books, but I also feel like uh, a lot of them has been going on for so long. So I don't feel like going to a mm-hmm. store and you know just start buying a series of thumb- something a lot of the time. But uh, something like that might this yeah. might actually work a little bit better for me. So, but also you hope like if you go to a store that they have the issue that you're looking for, right? Like if you're not mm-hmm. caught up. Um, but this one you can actually like you can get past uh, comics individually priced, and then if you catch up. You can subscribe to that comic. So every time there's a new one that comes out, it'll automatically charge you whatever the price is for the comic and it'll be added oh. to your inventory so that you could keep up with it without worry. Oh, so. that's cool. That's cool. This is yeah, not I'll... an ad. This is not an ad. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do not get paid for this. We do want to get paid for this, but we don't. Uh... <laughs> I pay for it. Though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's a little side segue thing before we go into our games, which I will go ahead and start off. I've been playing a 2D side-scroller game that came out a few years ago, and the game is called Cuphead. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever played Cuphead. I don't remember Mm. hearing you rage about it, so that's how I know you haven't really played it. (laughs) If, If it's a game you're raging about, then I would probably not play it. Yes, it is one of those, um, those, I guess they would be considered like the ultra hard side scrollers. Like, I don't think this one's necessarily ultra hard, but it does ramp up in difficulty. I was talking with Frasley and I was asking them how far they got in the game. And they actually said that they hadn't even gotten past the first level <laughs> before uh, rage quitting. But I really like this game. It's artistic style is actually that of an old school, like 1950s cartoon. 
with the animations and the presentation. So the art style alone is kind of what got a lot of people. The gameplay for me is really tight and really responsive. It's just difficult. Hmm. It's, it's fairly difficult. And it's one of those games where you need to be willing to put in the time to learn the level. You need to learn the boss mechanics, like what they're going to do. When you see certain things, what does that mean in terms of the randomness factor? So it's definitely a game for me. Not necessarily a game for everybody, but it is something. not a game for me by the sounds of it. (laughs) (laughs) I do suggest that even if you might not be interested in it, but if you were to take a look at it and you like the look of it, check Mm. out maybe like a speed run or a let's play of it. Because I do think that the game itself is a fun watch through. Just on the aesthetic alone. Like that 1950 Steamboat Willie style cartoon is just, I love it. So Mm. I'm a fan of that. So if you're a fan of that, go ahead and check that out. Okay, cool. I just, I I want to bring bring something up that I completely forgot about. Therefore, it's not in in the show notes either. A good friend, Tom from uh, 3XL Live, suggested me to check out a game called Parkasaur. I saw a bit of that. Yeah. Which is basically, you know, a theme park sim- simulator, but with dinosaurs. You make a, you're making a dinosaur park. Mm-hmm. Um, so I checked it out, and uh, I mean, I only played like the tutorial and then the first map, but it, it's it's really good fun so far. It, it's a, a mix of whoa, there's something going on in your background right there. <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> I was hoping that wouldn't bleed through that motorcycle <laughs> in the back. So it's a it's a mix of Parkitect, which I love really really much it's a great game uh and Zoo, planet Sue, which i don't enjoy that much um but it, it's a good mixture of those two so you, you do have like uh, the the cartoonish animations and and looks of it for uh, just like in 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 architect and you but you do have a little bit more of, of the um uh, what uh, of all these different like you have biomes and stuff like that mm-hmm. that you need to uh, make sure that are, that are there so it has that aspect of, of planet zoo in there as well so seems really cool i'm still still just gotten into it um but uh really enjoying it so far so cool. i so far i can recommend um have you played the jurassic world evolution no i have not Okay, so I've played Jurassic World Evolution, which is the same idea, but this one seems, I I don't know mechanically, like, I don't know if it feels more arcadey or if it's more sim-like. Um, it's, more, it's more sim-like. Okay, because that's exactly how I think Jurassic World Evolution is as well, but mm. Jurassic World Evolution, I think, has a bit more of a realistic uh, aesthetic to it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get too much into it. It takes me a while to get into those type of games. I need to like either really get captured in the beginning or I need to really put some focus in and just kind of spend a day and a half trying to figure <laughs> out all the intricities because you never learn everything in those right away. No, no, no. And, and I, I do feel like that this is definitely well, architect, I think you can go in straight in and just... Uh, play it without even doing a tutorial and stuff like that you can just go in and, and have a lot of fun uh, okay. where I, I do feel like this one uh, Parkasaur um, you, sh- you you should play the tutorial there's a few things that it, that is not you know um, mm-hmm. it's not easy to figure out on your own there's a few things when you know, like for, for instance how the whole biome stuff work and things like that okay but, um, but I mean, it's, um, it's, it's twenty dollars, I think, United yeah, States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's even a little discount on that at the moment. Um, but but yeah, the tutorial took me like I don't know, 50, 20 minutes, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. It was fairly quick. It, it it ran you through all the basics really really quickly. But but yeah, you definitely. I, I feel like you definitely need it in this one. Cool. I might check it out because I do enjoy those type of games as well. Like I said, sometimes it takes me a little bit to get into, get into them, but I do like. Like the Sim Cities and the uh, mm. Cities XL and all those. So, all right, I have I spoke about this last week, and I've still been absolutely hooked in. Uh, d- pun intended. Uh, <laughs> You're hooked. <laughs> I'm hooked on Dead by Daylight, which is the horror themed survival slash killer based game, and I've 
expanded more so. I think last time I was just playing almost exclusively killer. Hmm. As in, I was killing survivors or attempting to, and they were trying to escape. While now I've actually been doing both, hmm. based on how long the queues are. Um, and there's a recent update in the game that added crossplay. And I have a few mixed feelings about this. In one, crossplay is good because it increases the pool of people that you can play with, which makes your queues smaller, in hmm. theory. Um, last night I was trying to play and I was trying to play a survivor and I could not find a game. But when I played as killer, I kept finding games. And the reason being was that all of them happened to be console players, but they were all grouped in like one party, I think. Hmm. So it seems like now it's trying to queue me with a bunch of people, but they're all in groups. So when I'm solo queuing as a survivor late at night, the queues are smaller, but Hmm. as a killer, they're easier to get into games which is completely opposite of what it traditionally was where it'd be like killer cues suck you're waiting there forever playing a game on your phone while you're waiting but i'm still having so much fun with the game i'm still playing for hours on end and because i've been playing so much of this game that's where the topic that we'll talk about a little bit later comes into play Mm. uh but dead by daylight if you haven't played jump in it's a good time just don't take uh Take what you hear from post-game chat and things like that with a grain of salt. I did tweet at the developers, and I asked them, because if they're on console and you're on PC, you can't communicate with them. Mm. Like If you're all on PC, you can enter the chat like, uh, good luck, have fun, GG, well played, things like that. But I did ask for a button that maybe pops up on the screen that both console and PC players, if it's before the match, you click it and it'll say, like, uh, good luck, have fun. That mm. way, everybody could see it, and it could like build more positivity. Some, some, something similar to the Rocket League, where you have like a few emote, uh, well, pre-selected uh, messages you can send through. Um, yeah. So I can't, as if I'm queuing as a killer, I can't communicate with the survivors at all until post-game. Mm. But I think that if I was able to, like, just kind of put a positive message out there before the match, they may be slightly less upset at the end like there's always that possibility that you know they'll be like oh like it was a good game like they were respectful at the beginning and they were respectful at the end Mm. i appreciate that so i just tweeted out there maybe they'll add it in as a feature i think it does a little bit of good to have some positivity going around i thought you just wrote afterwards you just wrote gg easy (laughs) um no that's only if people are bming during the game (laughs) <laughs> uh, if people are being douchebags during the game, then then yeah, you might troll them at the end as well. But uh, for the most part, no, I'm usually respectful and I try to kill them with kindness. When people are raging, I put like smiley faces and hearts to troll them. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time. All right. Did you have any other games you want to talk about before we get into our topic? Yeah, that's one thing we can quickly talk about. We'll probably talk a little bit more about it. Mm-hmm. In, in the topic as well but it's called it's a small game just came out a uh, minor thing called Four Guys mm-hmm. um, definitely didn't blow up uh, <laughs> it's not not that big of a game it's not like everyone is playing it but we we did we played it yeah we played it we we came we saw we fell um, and I conquered once and, and, and sometimes <laughs> here and there we conquered well, you conquered. <laughs> I haven't conquered yet. I've been very close, though. I've been very close, but uh, yeah, I fell. Before we before we delve further into this one, yeah, have you played outside of the times that we've played? Yes. Have you played solo or just with uh, with Birta? Both. Okay. Okay. So you're in a different space than I am. Okay. When it comes to Fall Guys, because we both play Fall Guys. Hmm. Uh, it's the new hotness that's going all around. Everybody seems to be playing it. I've only played it with friends, and I have absolutely no desire to play it any otherwise. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's perfect. that's that's okay, Mike. It, it's not. It's. I mean, if, if you want to be left outside, if you want to be left behind, it, it's fine. That's your decision. It, it's left cool. behind. I've already won. <laughs> I beat the game. I got a crown. I've won. If anything, but, I'm coming back for you. But you, it's it's not just one crown, Mike. You need multiple crowns. One is not enough. 
<laughs> no, I'm a monarch. Enough. No, I'm a monarch. <laughs> One crown's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> so no i mean it's probably not something that i will be playing eight hours a day off but it's something where i feel like you can just jump in play half an hour and just have some fun and go out again and 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 i've, I've been doing that I, I jumped in play a little bit by myself also jumped in uh, because my girlfriend Beata, uh, also got it so we've been playing a little bit uh, she's been playing it on her own as well so it, it, it's a fun little game where you can just um, you can spend hours if you want to, but you can also just you know jump in, have some, have, spend like half an hour and just kill some time. Uh, it's 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 ridiculous and it's <laughs> fun. <laughs> um, have you seen all of the review bombing that went on when no. it first launched? No, I haven't uh, because I, I I didn't really know about this until probably after launch and after everything was was actually. Uh, 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 fixed and stuff like that. Um, I have heard that it was so popular when it came out that people couldn't play because the servers went down. So I could imagine that people are up, that's one of the reasons why people are review bombing it. Yes, uh, that's the main reason. Uh, so we spoke, I think it was last week, where we spoke about reviewing games and how it affects our opinions on games. It was either last week or the week before. Mm. Uh, and when it launched, it got it blew up so much and this is an indie developer mm. it blew up so much that their servers couldn't handle the amount of people playing and so many people couldn't play and even if you could sometimes people would be suffer suffering from disconnects and things like that so people review bombed the game mm. uh, now it's kind of evened out and it says like i think it's mixed slash positive yeah. on steam i could be wrong uh don't quote me on that but I do think that it's like I don't understand people. They, I I get it. Like if you buy a game, you should be able to play that game, right? Like you should be able to play it. And if you're not able to play it due to it not being in a state of playability mm. due to the amount of players, then at some at some point, yes, the developers need to be blamed, right? Like you need to say like, well, even if you didn't expect that many people, you should have prepared for that amount of people just in case. Um, like well, that's your job. But at the same uh, time, you 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 can you can can't prepare for that because it's I don't think it's something. It's if you if if you know it will blow up, then obviously you have prepared prepared. If you if you don't if you're not sure that you know that it will blow up then you can't prepare for it uh I, I did read an interview where they were like uh talked about that they did you know fix it as fast as possible that they mm -hmm. did get you know server set up as fast as possible so i mean that is basically all all you can all you can do um with a new game like this i i, I really find it difficult to, to blame it like that i mean obviously when you're there and you want to to play it's frustrating that you can but i i, I i'm it's a new game and it, it, it's it's an indie developer as you're saying so it's all right if there's a if, if there's a few hiccups as long as they fix them and and it seems like mm -hmm. in this case they did but when blizzard yeah. comes out with a new diablo game for instance and nobody can play it i would say then they effed up because they know how how you know <laughs> how people how they know how their community is they know that people love this franchise so they should be prepared so that's kind of a thing that some people had mentioned in the chat, but in the opposite way of like almost like this, uh, it's almost like a double standard within the gaming community where if a large company messes up something, then it's all guns blazing. It's okay to bash that company and slam them no, I, I didn't because say they're that. larger. No, I'm just saying that's hmm. what they're saying that they are saying that like let's use blizzard as the example blizzard is a large company therefore they should have every single thing in place ready to go at launch and if anything goes bad because they have so much money and they're able to do it then everybody should flood them and let them know that they've created a horrible product but then when it comes to an indie developer it seems like more people are willing to give it a pass simply because it's an indie company and i do think that maybe this is a bigger topic to discuss on a different yeah. day but i do think that it's interesting concept to like at what point do you just have a bar and that's the bar mm. because at least from a consumer standpoint while i am understandable to the idea of they might not have the resources and it might have gone up too big and blah, 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 blah. At the same time, people 
are justified in some way to downvoting the game that they bought, that they paid for, and they could not play. Regardless of how quick they turned it around, Steam has a return policy of a certain amount of time. If they didn't fix it within that amount of time and somebody bought the game, they couldn't get a refund for a game that essentially they couldn't play when they bought it. Mm. For me, that's a that's a defunct product, and it almost adds to the idea of ship your game in a state that it should be able to be played by everybody, yeah. not depending on post launch things that being said there's no way that you could predict like you mentioned how big something will get and what load that will put on the servers you see it with blizzard too like even still Mm. like when a new patch or something comes out and it breaks everything uh no amount of internal testing is going to prepare you for the live version of the game so uh there's certain give and take there and i try to meet in the middle somewhere Mm. i just think don't be disrespectful about it no exactly and i think that's 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 the point because because i mean I, I understand that Blizzard can F up. I understand that, you know, an indie can F up. And, and you know, I, I would not I would not download or, or be or start making death death threats because you've seen mm-hmm. people do that as well sometimes, you know, uh, because of, of, of things like that. Then I would probably just, you know, as frustrating as it is, just go away, move away, mm-hmm. play something else. Because seriously, guys, we're living in the golden age of... of of, of video gaming there's so many video games coming out all the time uh, from rating from small to large indie uh, 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 games to you know big triple a's we have we really can't complain it's not like in back in the old days where you have to wait <laughs> wait years and years and years for a sequel to pong um for instance so um <laughs> uh, i think your priorities are wrong if you're waiting for that sequel to pong <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. but uh, back back to Fall Guys because I, <laughs> I really, I really, no, I, I'm enjoying it. I think it's fun, and and I think the, the sheer chaos and craziness that is inside that is happening when you're playing this game um, will most definitely. It's already started a little bit. Spawn a lot of you know just YouTube compilations with fails and random mm-hmm. wins and stuff like that. I, I saw one here the other day. I, I linked you and and. Tom uh, uh, in it where there's this guy who's playing blindfolded and his, uh, his friend is, uh, who's watching him play is telling him to jump and where to turn and stuff like that and it, it just creates hilarious hilarious <laughs> funny episodes uh, things that's, that's happening so so I don't know th- I think this game it's here it's here to stay it, it won't go, go away straight away it, it, it's so much fun um, I think it has like a few months at least of uh, kind of sh- its showtime. Mm. I think that in order for it to maintain that popularity, then it definitely needs to add more variants in terms of the games. It needs to do something about those team games. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, as soon as a team game pops up, I don't care what team game it is. I immediately am disappointed that it's not something that I can just do on my own. Um, uh, it's so I'm not a fan of team games. Yeah, no, it's so frustrating getting getting uh, disqualified because your team did play well, and it's basically uh, for the most part out of your hand because it's mm-hmm. a team thing. So obviously, one really good player can have an impact, but but not always that large of an impact that you know you just automatically win. So it does yeah. it does feel. I mean, if if I jump and fall and get disqualified. It's fine. Well, it's not fine. I'm still raging about it. But, <laughs> but you know, at least it's my fault. Where mm-hmm. when it's the team failing, then it, it just feels bad because there's nothing I could do. Nothing I could do about yeah. it. So. so I I personally, I prefer the games where you're just, uh, it's like a race to the finish line. Mm. And there are like obstacles in the way. I really like those ones. I'm fairly decent at those ones. Except when I get smacked in the face by fruit or something like that. But <laughs> it's a fun game. I just, um, I don't think that it's worth more than $20, personally. Uh, I think $20 is kind of a good point for it mm. to be at. And um, I wouldn't pay more than $20, personally. Personally. No. Well, I don't I think I, I got caught up in, in the whole moment with the game because I also bought, uh, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, uh, 
what is the it called? DLC and stuff, like no, the aesthetics, no, no. the yeah, just the aesthetics, how, how <laughs> my character looks. I bought one of those packs because I was like, hey, it, it's cool that I'm I'm now leveling up through this season uh, thing. But everybody looks the same. Everybody has these has unlocked mm-hmm. pretty much the same amount of things, and I I want I want to be different. I want to be unique, Mike. I'm, I'm not like every every all all the other sheep. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes it might pay to be like the other sheep because then if you're trying to screw somebody over during the game, you just get lost in the crowd <laughs> and they won't be able to like figure out who you are. That is true. Like, that is true. I, rem- I know it was somebody that looked like this, but there's 18 of them. I don't know which one. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Another fun thing about this game that I, I, I've read about, again, it, it, this is from the interview that the developers did, uh, is that people actually um, writing emails to, to the development companies and thank you for this game because it actually brought the whole family together mm-hmm. uh, because it doesn't... Everyone can play it. It doesn't have you know, some games just have you know a, a certain skill requirement for you to be good at playing it or whatever. But this game, I mean, obviously, if you're used to to gaming, you'll probably have a small advantage. But it's something the whole family can play together. Someone, something everyone can have fun with together. So, and I think that that's just that's that's just a, a cool story coming out from this that you know everyone can play it. Yeah. Uh... I think, like, Tom had mentioned there's a game, like, the Hexagon game, where you're running on the hexagons and they disappear uh, beneath you, and Hmm. the goal is to be, like, the last one. Uh, I do think that the game itself kind of... It needs to tread careful water when it introduces new games in the sense of... Don't just try to appeal to, like, those big streamers that are playing the game for, like, eight hours a day... And they start coming up with like these strategies that like they can win almost every time. Cause mm. I do notice that there are streamers like that. Mm. Like they want to make everything the competition and that's fine. That's fine. But I do feel like part of the joy of this game is that at least right now, everyone is not included in whatever a meta strategy is. Mm. And I think that once they start trying to cater to like that crowd, that's when they're going to lose a lot of the casual base because then you're just going to have people trying to run optimal strategies and not just having fun with it, but with the intent of I must win. So I'm going to do the most boring strategy ever. We already see it on certain maps like the hexagon one that I mentioned and the, uh, the light your way where as you walk on, there's a bunch of squares as you walk, they either disappear or they light up. And if mm. they light up, that means you're on the right path. If they disappear, you go away. But as you get close to the end, everyone just starts clustering in. <laughs> yep. And it's like nobody wants to move forward. Yep. So it can be fun because you're fighting with people, grabbing them, trying to move them to a square to see if it's a thing or not. Yep. And that moment when it's finally the path is revealed and you go and you make a dash for it, like that little bit is fun. But... I know that there was one time I was doing it and I was like, this is taking way too long. Mm. Like nobody's willing to do anything because the win is so important to people that they're not willing to take a chance. So I think make a little bit more uh, fun based rather than competition based. As long Mm. as they keep doing that, then that'll be a good move. Yeah, most definitely. I think, I think that's four guys for you. It's fun. Yeah. Check it out. Um, at least so, check a video. Check a video. At least, <laughs> actually, one thing that I did, I know that we're, I know that we're about to end the segment. But now I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm bringing, right, I'm bringing it back now uh, <laughs> because I forgot about this. I actually watched last night. Um, someone I'm not a huge fan of is Doctor Disrespect, but I did watch uh, a stream that he was part of because he and PewDiePie, who I am a fan of, uh, did a. Uh, they were playing against each other, and it was actually, it was actually a really. Hilarious stream. I don't really you uh, watch these guys stream normally. I just you know watch the YouTube video that comes out of it where everything is edited together and yeah. you know it, it's easier digestible. Um, so, but I watched I watched the live stream of those two going head on head against each other, and you know they're both people who are good at you know just smack talking each other and stuff like that. It was so entertaining to to, to watch <laughs> them stream and, and play against each other. Um, so that's another thing that I think this this game is can you know uh, also can add to it is stuff like this. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, well while playing Fall Guys and we we do this quite often, it seems to always come around that 
when you play a game and Fall Guys is multiplayer only. Hmm. Yeah, you can play by yourself, but you are reliant on other people playing the games, which means that essentially if no one's playing the game, then you're not going to find a group to play with and you can't play the game. Mm. So you you inherently take a risk with any online only game with the fact that eventually you've paid for something that you don't get to keep indefinitely because you can't. It's not like Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo where you can go and you can pay for it and you can play it for the rest of your life. Mm. It's, it's just more because, like it's just because <laughs> Mike uh, when you play it enough you unlock the 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 soul play so you know that's <laughs> why you need you need to play it more Michael that's why I need to play it more. <laughs> um, but it always comes to question the <clears throat> excuse me sorry. Where do people fall in the sense of single player games versus the multiplayer online only um, play it till their lifespan ends rather than your lifespan ends, I guess would be the uh, comparison there. Mm. Uh, and I think you were the one that added at the end, like, is there room for both? Uh, short answer, yes. Um, no, I, I didn't. That, that was oh, all, I added that? That was all you. Me. You must have Look been really me. tired when you wrote it. If you don't remember. <laughs> but, or drunk. I don't know. Were you drunk? I might have been a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially since I've been playing a lot of Dead by Daylight, which is online only. Mm. And if I'm sitting there in queues waiting for a team to pop, it's fairly boring. While I could be playing a game like Cuphead, a single player game, and I could be zooming through levels and completing it. And it's kind of that idea of how do you feel about a game coming to an end and you being able to move on to the next one? Well, I mean, I think there's definitely room for both because you can also maybe maybe we can make a, a small example that you can go. I don't know. What are you into? Basketball, NFL, you're into some of that. I'm in all of it. All of it. Okay. I love sports. I love sports. You, you can go pay and watch a, uh, a a basketball game, and and I mean you pay for that, and you will only be able to see that once. Uh, you can also pay and go watch a movie, and then you can watch rewatch that movie years later and again and again because the movie will still be there and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, it, it, both both of those choices of entertainment is is totally valid, isn't it? So I guess like for me, one of my biggest problems with the online never ending games is that they constantly, especially now, they have those those season passes. You have daily rewards. If you play a mm -hmm. game like World of Warcraft, as we do, uh, well, we both know that if you decide to raid and the expansion is relatively still new mm -hmm. and everything isn't on farm yet, mm -hmm. then a majority of your time is spent in World of Warcraft. Yeah. Uh, and you're kind of like pigeonholed into that game. If you want to do said content, you have to be in game for a minimum amount of time and you have to be doing these certain things, which for people that are on a time crunch, like you have other things going on in your life, it doesn't leave room for other things. Mm. And it's a, almost a mandatory amount of time while a game like, uh, let's say, God of War on the PlayStation 4 You could just jump in, play as much as you want or as much as you can, and then you can jump out and then come back to it later and you have not missed a thing. But if you take a break from World of Warcraft for any amount of time, you come back and all of a sudden your screen's filled with pop-ups. You don't know what's going on. Are <laughs> they trying to sell you stuff? You just don't know. Yeah, and I mean, but I, I think that is, and that's something that, especially with World of Warcraft, I think it's something... That other games have been do have have some games are doing a little bit better is that if you've been away, it's difficult. It can be difficult to get back into it because there's so much new stuff been happening. A few patches has, has gone, uh, gone by. Um, but uh, but you but you can still play through that content. You can still get that story told to you. You you can still do all those things. Um, but I think the. And I think that's probably a whole different discussion is that in World of Warcraft, it's very difficult to see what should I be doing first? Mm -hmm. where What storyline should I be going for now? Things like that. Because basically, if you've been if you've been away for a few patches, everything is available to you. Um, where I think other games like... I know that, that uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, um, mm -hmm. has, it's not a... a, a 
great system, but it's a better system because they act, you actually, you know, have have different story. You can see the storylines and where you should go and, and do them. Um, you can also just go straight to the last to, to, to the last expansion if you want to do that if you're high enough level and stuff like that. But but you can see where you need to go and, and what in what order you should you should do it. Um, so. I do feel like it is possible to to play that multiplayer, but but for me, uh, I would I, I just prefer being there in the moment when it happens mm-hmm. when it comes to multiplayer because that's just the player I am. I'm uh, I want to be there when it happens. I I, I you know I, maybe I'm a little bit of FOMO when it comes to bad to that fear fear of missing out. Um, mm-hmm. So so yeah, but but I I, def- I mean I play both. I, I I also play single player games because there's just something, as you said as well, that it, just sitting down, just have this linear story told to you, and, and uh, well, it doesn't even have to be linear, but you just have the the focus and storytelling to you yeah. because you're the solo player, um, and that's just something about that that I, I wouldn't I wouldn't live without that either. Uh, I, I would like both games, and I think because I'm a World of Warcraft player, that you know I play World of Warcraft when the new expansion is out, and then when everything starts to die down a little bit, that's when I jump into the single player games and just enjoying you know time a little bit more on my own uh, uh, when when I want to. So, a game that I don't like the approach that they've recently taken, mm. and I don't know if you've logged in since they've done this, but we both at some point we played Destiny Two. Mm. And I went back to Destiny 2 not too long ago, and I wanted to to jump in and level a character from one and bring them all the way up because I wanted to refresh the story in my mind. Yeah. Um, but here's an issue, is that a fresh character, they automatically boost it up. Mm. You go through, like, the intro quest, and then all of a sudden, I think you're, like, max level with the base light level... And the entire map is open to you. So without looking online to see, okay, what mm. what story beats do I have to go in what order? You can't follow the story of Destiny 2 because you it's just like everything is too wide open. Yeah. I th- and I, th- I feel like that's a bit confusing. I know, and I, underst- I understand that. But I think that's, that's a... That's a... An issue that is... Not on the game itself, but on the developers who who, who made these decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, but I mean, that's again, that's probably a whole other show we can also do. I feel like storytelling in Destiny is so bad. That's a state, and... that's a statement for you right there. I feel it. It's, <laughs> it's overall. I, I feel like when you when you jump in and do a storyline, mm-hmm. that storyline is, is really cool. But telling the world, the overall storyline and the world overall i feel like they're doing a really bad job with it uh i feel like they're doing a really bad job from day one i think destiny one has the issues that love the lore i remember all those lore cards you had to go to a website yeah, yeah, yeah. so that that you know mistake number one in in the sequel here i feel like you know when you're playing through a storyline it, it's really cool it, it, you're hooked but how they are all connected to each other how the whole world is connected to each other i feel like they are really really or at least have been failing on that. I don't know how it is these days because you know what? I got fed up with how they told stories. I haven't been into the game since because it was so confusing to me. Um, which which sucks because there's a lot of cool stuff there. Like I think um, we had talked about Destiny 1 mm. and how the story there is really cool and the world that they built. Like It's obvious mm. that they put a lot of thought yeah. into this universe, but it's just like the way that they present it is is weird and it's not cohesive enough that you can string it together on your own. You need mm. to look at external sources in terms of destiny one, looking at the cards, destiny two. Um, I kind of have not stuck with it enough no. to really be able to follow it completely. So I'd have to go watch a guide as well. And it's really weird coming from Bungie, the people that made the halo games. Yeah. Uh, so you would think that they would be 
a shoe in for being able to string together this narrative. Yeah, and I, I think that's the that's the thing. I think that they have created a. Okay, first of all, I just want to quickly say, you know what? I'm 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 feeling really bad about talking only negative about this game because it has so much cool stuff in it, and it has mm-hmm. it, still today it has a lot of potential. So I, I I love the universe. I hope that they will do something with it uh, that is a little bit more coherent coherent than, than it is right now, but. Uh, it's just it's just so sad to see because because when they act, when they are telling a story they're actually doing it in in a cool way and it's a good story usually a good story that's being told but string everything together it's just something that that you know it's been missing for me so for instance when a new expansion comes out I'm like all right so what's the connection why why it, it, it feels like it's just here's one story and then that story's over and then the next expansion comes. Hello, bike outside. Oh, um, <laughs> when the next expansion then comes out, something new just happened, and it's not really—it doesn't really feel like anything is, is connected. It, it just feels like, oh, it's just a new new story being told now. It, it doesn't—I mean, technically, it could be three, two different characters that I made that played through two different storylines. It, it doesn't feel like you know it's it's connected to each other. So, on that note, I will say that some of this is probably our ignorance in terms of being able to keep tabs on the story because in destiny one i was a lot more invested Mm. and i remember that the strikes that you would go on they would lead into the raids just like dungeons lead into raids in world of warcraft and the story was there Mm. like you would see the boss encounters in the strike and the uh, words that were being said, how they played into the overall story, and you would encounter the bosses from the story mode in the, the strikes, and then finally the raid. Mm. So it does do that um, to a certain extent. Now, I think like where we're kind of falling off here is that break. That break in between when there's a lack of content and you try to come back and then you're confused because they've changed things or they don't present the story up front in a certain way. I think it's still, it's still people trying to figure out how to create a game that is long form Mm. and tell a story that doesn't get confusing. Cause even like you'll hear world of Warcraft, people complain about the story all the time. Yeah. Uh, And it's hard. I single player games. I want to play the, horizon zero dawn yeah and i want to play it on pc i have not gotten it because it's having some issues i didn't buy it right away Mm. it's having some technical issues so i'm waiting for those to be resolved but that is the full complete version of Mm. horizon zero dawn with the dlc yep i still have not done any of the spider-man dlc on ps4 except for the black cat stuff simply because by the time it came out i had moved on I've moved on to other things like a single player game with story DLC is a bit difficult for me because you either have to get it once it's all complete or you need to be really, really invested into that world and that story to be able to go back and readjust yourself to what's going on and just kind of play that DLC. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think my main issue with Spider-Man was that I actually did buy the DLCs, but because of the break, but the, I was so rusty in the controls and the difficulty amped up at the same time. So I was like uh, uh, dying all the time and it was not having a good time. Uh, so that's why I haven't finished that. Yeah, I uh, bought them all too. I bought them all too. Mm. But um, but no, Horizon Zero Dawn, I, I really, really enjoyed it. But again, I, I it's a game that I played over different... That was a long time between, and the thing it's just uh, between I played the game, and I think it's just, I think it, it, it took me three play sessions, not not you know mm-hmm. sitting down and playing for eight hours, but three play sessions. Like not now, I'm playing it for 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 a few weeks and stuff like that. So three play okay. sessions like that, it took me to get through the game. But I think it's in 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 my case, it's also because I'm 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 a World, World of Warcraft gamer. That's my main game. That's why I play. So when a patch hits, well, I'm back into World of Warcraft. It's, oh, I, I don't yeah. care that Horizon or Dawn is over here on the sideline because I'm busy, you know, grinding all the new gear that I need to get. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so that is one of the reasons sometimes as well that these games where I'm not, you know, as invested as I am in World of Warcraft, um, sometimes, you know, it takes me a few play sessions to get to get through uh, some of these games. 
Okay, so let's take World of Warcraft out of the equation real quick. Yep. Um, World of Warcraft doesn't exist. Um, and I have a simple question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I were to put two games, both are excellent games in front of you. They all got high reviews. They both seem really, really interesting. Are you more likely to jump into the single player game that's presented to you or the multiplayer game? Um, let's say it's perfect conditions. Both games are your jam. You love that type of stuff. Which one do you lean more heavily to? I don't know. It's it's difficult. okay. Let me let me change it up. Okay. Um, the multiplayer game, your friends don't play it. Yeah. It's just you. You'd have to jump in with random people and play it. So let's let's narrow it down that way. Okay. The thing is, again, I I don't really. I that's not some. It, I can choose from that because the thing is that what also it, it depends on what kind of world is it what is the story uh, is it something because if, if, if one of them is like a, a, a vampire story and the other one is like a, a technology based sci-fi thingy then I'm probably more inclined to go the sci-fi route because I really love that I, but I still like vampires it can still be a good game if you know what mm-hmm. I mean so yeah, I, it doesn't really I don't really think that single player multiplayer has a super big impact on me it depends on on the world the theme you know if if it's if it's the same world the same theme then i don't know mm-hmm. i actually don't know um it, it it's it's oh michael got fed up with what i was saying he just left <laughs> uh, i didn't leave i just went out of frame for a moment <laughs> so yeah i don't i don't know i i i'm I, I feel like some sometimes I just prefer single player games, and other times I, I prefer multiplayer games, and and I don't really know when and 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 where. It's just sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. I just want to be myself and don't have to, you know, uh, I, I I am and people might not think this when you're doing a podcast and stuff, but I I am actually quite introvert uh, when it comes down to it in in, in normal days. So, you know, sometimes I just need to get away from the world and and just, you know, be myself and don't have to to make sure everyone else is happy. So I do love a good single player (laughs) game. I do really enjoy it. But, you know, introverts are also extroverted sometimes. So, you know, multiplayer games, they're there. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think... If it's single player, multiplayer is what will bring me in or, sh- or, or, or push me away. Um, I'd naturally incline more towards the single player game. Uh, but that being said, multiplayer games suck me in uh, a lot easier mm. than single player games. Like single player games, I need to unless I've been waiting for the game for like a long time or it's something that I've really been anticipating, then the multiplayer game grabs me a little bit quicker and that's kind of the the nature of the multiplayer game, like they need to grab your attention quickly mm. and then have a million things afterwards to keep you playing. Yeah. Uh like right now Dead by Daylight is interfering with my gameplay time. Mm. because that's what I've been playing non-stop but I do want to play some single player games but I mean that's a perfect example as well that you know Dead, Dead by Daylight is a game that technically on paper I should love it, it it's horror it has all the horror uh, characters from horror movies and uh, and stuff like that um, and it also I also I do enjoy playing survival games and, and things in, in this area technically on paper I should love this game but it's just not something that I'm I'm into at the moment and I don't know if it's because where I am right now or if it's just you know the game itself right now I'm just not yeah. super invested in it you are and it's very cool watching you it's, it's one of those games <laughs> where it's really cool watching watching you play as, as as a killer it's been so much fun for me way more fun than for me to play Survivor <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a good time I really enjoy it and uh, yeah I guess that's kind of where we stand where we're both we have it's okay to have a foot in both doors here. Yeah. And it's kind of an argument that is in itself illogical. Like if you prefer one or the other, then just do the other, right? Like just do it. Hmm. Just play what you want to play and be happy with it. And don't let like my opinion or Marty's opinion or anybody else's opinion influence you. Like we're always going to tell you what we enjoy playing and hopefully you'll come and you'll enjoy it with us. But if you don't, that's fine. You're not going to get berated on the show or anything like that. So if you are thinking about telling us about your favorite single player games or multiplayer games, and 
you want us to bring it up, feel free to do so by emailing the show at two nerds, maybe more at gmail.com. Or you could let us know over at Twitter, which is two nerds, maybe more with the number two, or you could always check out the website, two nerds, maybe more.com. And Marty, I think that brings us to the end of the show. I think a, you're right. Go ahead. I, no, yep, I think a perfectly I, planned episode. I think you're right. Yeah. Per- perfectly planned. We had our four guys. Everything was in place. Yeah. So thank you all for coming out and joining us. Can't wait to hear what some of your opinions are. Also, I'm trying to be more active over on Twitter. So <laughs> I'm at least trying to do two posts a week. One where I post the episode and another where maybe I ask a question. We are open to different topics. If you would like to hear us discuss something specifically, then please go ahead and let us know on Twitter or in an email, and maybe we'll be able to get to your topic. We'll give you a shout if we do. And uh, thank you all. That's, that's it. That's it. That is, that, bleh, bleh. That's it, Mike. I'm just trying to stall a little bit because I want to hit that one hour mark exactly. <laughs> that is six, five, four, three seconds left. Goodbye, Michael. See you next week. Bye. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.